Welcome to Oncology Data Advisor. I am Lynn Brooke. Today, I am joined by Cherry Ao, resident physician at Rush University Medical Center. Recently at ASCO, she presented her abstract about medical student readiness for treating sexual and gender minority patients with confidence and comfortability. Would you like to begin with introducing yourself and telling us a bit about your interests and what you study? Yeah, um, my name is Cherry Ao. I'm currently a uh, PGY2 in internal medicine at Rush University Medical Center. Went to medical school at Jefferson. Um, I am mostly interested in um, oncology and specifically kind of health disparities uh, within the field um, and general, you know, disparities research as well. Could you explain to us your study on medical student clinical cultural awareness in cancer care of sexual and gender minorities? Yeah, um, so our study was formed when I was a medical student and noticed that there were some gaps in the education that I was receiving as I interacted with more and more people in the clinical setting. Um, one of the gaps was in the care for sexual and gender minorities. Um, and basically, we kind of took this idea and formed this survey study to investigate uh, medical student attitudes and knowledge regarding SGM cancer care specifically to figure out areas of uh, possible intervention. And what were the results that you found in your study? Yeah, so our survey kind of showed that students had overall positive attitudes towards SGM patients. They're really comfortable and, and willing to take care of these patients. But um, from the survey, we did find that students were not as confident in terms of knowledge on SGM specific health issues. Um, and in our knowledge items uh, that we had in the survey, uh, we asked students about certain risk factors um, or like cancer screening guidelines. Um, and it did reveal that there were, you know, considerable knowledge gaps um, between kind of what they knew going into the survey. And, you know, this kind of revealed areas of possible intervention um, for the medical school curriculum. And, you know, one of the interesting things that we did find was that students became more confident in their knowledge of SGM health issues as they progressed through medical school, as they got through, you know, each year of medical school. And this kind of confers that um, students may get, you know, more experience or exposure in patient care. And um, as they continue to learn about medicine, they become more confident. So this kind of lends to the point that if we give students um, kind of lectures, more knowledge um, before they go into patient care, then they would be more confident in their care as well. And do you think there's anything else you could propose for medical students or even current healthcare faculty to better gain that confidence and comfortability? Yeah, I think um, that this is like a really great kind of thing to reflect on. You know, we know that the medical system and medical education generally caters towards a lens focused on heterosexual and the cisgender patient. Um, and then the specific health needs and considerations of groups that fall outside of those lenses are typically where we see health disparities. So um, the main thing is try to address these disparities in a more like upstream manner. Uh, we need, you know, the students who will all be future providers um, be aware of certain health needs for the SGM patient. And, you know, that might not be taught currently in the medical education system. So it's really um, identifying kind of like the nuanced knowledge that they need to be good at patient care and then implementing that and intervening 
in that while they're getting educated in the like in med school, um, just so they're at least aware of the certain specific things that SGM patients may need. Um, and it's really, you know, important for all of the students and, you know, even providers now to be really aware of their own biases and knowledge gaps that they have. Like, I know that I definitely have a lot of knowledge gaps still when it comes to these groups. So it's, you know, being open to confronting them as well and working towards being a better provider. You know, it's been a really um, great pleasure to be able to work with all of the people on this project. And it's been a really big, like, collaborative effort. Um, from multiple institutions to do this. So um, I'm hoping that this is a big shift towards uh, more equitable care and, you know, kind of changing the landscape of medicine too. Exactly, yeah. And I'm curious, um, did you find any difficulty when sending out the survey or acquiring the data after like they had filled out their surveys and stuff? Um, you know, we did have a really good plan of attack when sending out these surveys and getting the data for this research. So um, we had a you know group of pretty dedicated and passionate medical students about the topic, um, help distribute the survey, like a point person in every single class. And um, we did find you know some good support from the administration at the medical school that it was sent out in. So we had the diversity, equity, and inclusion committee um, board send it out to the entire student body. And then, you know, just kind of doing like a multimodal uh, attack on getting the survey out. So a lot of um, student organizations sending it to their listserv, like incorporating the survey into class-wide lectures and trainings, you know, prior to clinical rotations as well. Um, and, you know, just sending it out via any means of uh, communication for all the classes. So um, it's difficult getting, you know, certain med students to uh, want to do something voluntarily sometimes it, since they're already so busy, but um, it's an important topic. We found that there was a pretty good response to it. So um, we, you know, they, everyone seemed willing to fill this out because the research can ultimately impact medical education in a positive manner. And um, I think everyone was on board with that too. And so the last question I'll ask you is for anyone reading your um, abstract from ASCO or for anyone um, interested for like the medical students or even current healthcare providers, um, what advice would you give them to address their comfortability and confidence in treating SGM patients? Yeah, I think, you know, kind of what I spoke on earlier about kind of identifying our own biases and knowledge gaps is really important. And just really continuing education um, on this and, you know, knowing where the resources are and being an open and empathetic provider uh, to all patients, especially our SGM patients as well. Uh, since we know, like, traditionally in the history of medicine, you know, they might have not had the greatest care. So there are some really great resources on, you know, building gender appropriate language as a provider to our patients um, by GLMA and the National LGBTQIA plus Health Education Center. Um, and then, you know, just kind of continuing what we can do on the individual level while also trying to kind of lobby and gain support for the um, kind of more systemic changes in education and, and programming as well. Awesome. Well, that was all the questions that I had for you. Um, is there anything else you would like to add for viewers to know? Uh, no, but it's been a, a pleasure talking to you. 
you too. Thank you again. Thank you so much for your time and for your research and everything. And I hope you have a great weekend. All right. Thank you. Thank you.